T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Well, my next guest, I'm really excited to interview because a few weeks ago, University of Minnesota Regent Steve Swiggum created a firestorm when he asked his infamous question about too much diversity. Yes, too much diversity was causing a drop of enrollment on the Morris campus. Now, in the end, Regent Swiggum decided to step down from his role. But the question remains, what does diversity do for a college campus? Hmm. Again, that's what does diversity do for a college campus. To help provide some answers, we welcome Appalachian State University Vital Faculty Coordinator Lillian Nave, and she joins us via the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us, Lillian Nave. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, It's lovely to talk to you. You too. I, there's so much to talk about in this whole thing because I'm blown away mm-hmm. at how in the world did we uh, get to the the point where we have to start discussing why diver- there's just too much diversity on certain campuses. Because I remember when we started asking for more diversity, you know, people were saying mm-hmm. that um, uh, we have to get more diverse people on the campuses. We need more so that people can learn culturally from others. And I think that is still very important. How is it that we got here today now when someone can actually speak those words, yeah, we've got too much diversity. Um, I I can't speak to how somebody uh, might say that, but um, I I could speak to the positives of why universities have been looking for diversity because um, having more points of view, um, being able to um, disagree across uh, difference, Uh, being able to have civil discussions are all very important. Um, And uh, we hope to have better communicators, to have critical thinkers. Um, Those are all of our, you know, general education goals uh, to help our students to um, be able to speak to others who are different than they are. Um, And why is that important? Well, because um, in most areas of life, you will work and live with people who are different than you. And so having those skills and abilities to um, see somebody else who's different than you and be able to communicate and understand who they are is a a really important part of life and and life skills. So um, being able to learn some of those while you're in a college class from people who are different than you um, is a very positive experience. 
I agree with that. Um, the truth is that j just bringing different students to a university does not magically make for a wonderful experience. And when I read this, I was really quite taken aback because the bottom line mm -hmm. is that we are made to be diverse. You know, whether it's human beings, animals, you name it, our planet, our universe is diverse. And it drives me to the point of sadness when I hear mm -hmm. someone say, oh, we have too much diversity on, on the campus. <laughs> I just don't know how we got yeah. here. So then let's talk about where are we going with this type mm -hmm. of statement leading the way. Well, uh, you know, I, I read about that particular statement, and it seems like um, there was a misattribution. So the idea was that some fellow colleagues or, or, or friends, the family had students who um, just didn't feel like they would belong. Uh, and so they, they chose not to go to uh, that university because they just didn't get the feeling that they might belong. And so the, the misattribution was, okay, maybe it's too diverse. Okay. So maybe there, there wasn't a space for um, these students who said they didn't feel like they had a place on campus. Now, um, I, I just think that's a misattribution. Um, not feeling like there's a place for you is uh, very important, but I don't think that's causal, right? That, that it's just because there's lots of different people there. Um, and when you mentioned that just bringing diverse people into a campus, that doesn't solve the problem. I agree with you. In fact, I wrote on that recently. Um, is that, yes, universities say, hey, we want lots of different students. In fact, all of our students are very different. Um, and many of these differences we can't see. There are invisible differences, disability, neurodiversity, um, racial, ethnic, cultural backgrounds, uh, college preparedness, first generation, working students, uh, military veterans returning. There's lots of ways to be diverse. Um, but how do we as universities or how can we make all of those students feel like they can be supported or feel like they belong. Um, and that is the fundamental problem. We can't just bring students on and say, hey, we want a diverse uh, student body. Look at our numbers. Look at this. Aren't we great? But then we don't provide um, ways for our students to feel like um, they belong on campus. I think that is a problem. So and I do think it was a misattribution. Oh, it's too diverse. So that's not the problem. The problem is how do we make sure that all of those very diverse students that we bring onto the college campus, because we see the benefits of uh, diversity and how, how interesting and amazing every individual is and in that each one of these students deserves a chance um, to better themselves and learn. But um, how do we make the university a place that supports all of those students? no matter yeah. their ethnic and cultural background. Right. You know, we were doing pretty well, though, over the last decades. I'd say the last 20 years, we've been doing pretty well, especially with affirmative action. And then there was this big blowout about affirmative action and wanting to get rid of it. And so here we are once again, looking at a way to say, what does diversity really mean on a campus? And I'd love to know how Appalachian uh, State University, how, how do you see it? How do you see the diversity on your campus? And is it enough? Is it working? Um, well, I, I think that um, that question of is it enough is kind of like the same thing as how do you say it's too much? What is enough and what is too much? I, I think those are, um, those are mm, I don't want to touch those because who's the one to determine what's enough and what's too much, right? I don't think we can do that. 
um, at Appalachian and down south where we are in North Carolina, we call those mountains the Appalachian Mountains, and that's just a different culture. When I lived in New York and uh, in Pennsylvania, they call it Appalachian. Uh, but where we are, it's Appalachian, and um, we have a, a, a diverse student body, and we have a new, wonderful um, chief diversity officer who sees diversity with a broad lens. Um, and not only does um, uh, she bring um, diverse groups in, onto campus, and I think we're doing a good job. We're, we're bringing a lot of students onto campus. We have a lot of um, students from all over the state and all over the nation who want to come to Appalachian. Um, but she's also paying attention to, well, what happens when they're here? Um, and how can we serve those students when they're on campus. So if you've got students who are first-generation college students and they have a job interview, but they've never um, put, uh, put on a suit and tie, um, we've had um, sessions where we learn how to tie a tie. You know, um, that's, that's a diversity issue, too. It's not, not everybody knows the hidden curriculum about how to do college. Um, we used to only have a small subset of very privileged students going to higher education if we go back 50 years ago. Um, in fact, women mostly weren't even allowed to go in higher education for most subjects. Um, and so we've made huge changes. Anybody who would like to go to college can, for the most part. But what do we do once they are on campus um, to make sure that we're serving those students? I think that the university also has a duty to serve those students, not just to proudly proclaim that their numbers are great because who decides what a great number is anyway. Um, so I think a university really has to make a statement or a uh, desire uh, as to what's important and then support the things that are important to them by making those students who are on campus um, have a, a place to gather. So let's say we're a very veteran friendly uh, campus. So folks who are in the military and are returning to school. So we have a veteran center. We have specific classes. Uh, we have learning communities that help us serve those students. Um, we have various, you know, um, ethnic uh, and cultural um, identity centers. We, um, but we also have um, places and specific um, meetings and, and events where people can talk to each other and learn about each other across difference. And I think that's where we need to be going is, okay, yeah, people are different, but how do we really talk to each other? How do we understand each other? And we may not be able to, to sympathize with another uh, student because we haven't had the same experience. We don't have the same background, but we should be able to learn to understand and empathize with someone else and say, you know what, that makes a lot of sense to you. That makes a lot of sense, understanding where you come from, why that's important to you, why that value is so important. I can understand why you think differently than I do, and I can respect that. Well, there was so a precursor. I, I, um, excuse me for interrupting, yeah. Professor. Sure. But there, there was a... Um, a precursor that led to, to this particular statement at the University of Minnesota Regent um, when that was spread yeah. around, right? So here it is for me. I think that diversity, equity, inclusion, or DEI, um, yeah. has, has uh, attributed 
um, so much to making sure that corporations, I'm talking about the Fortune 50 companies, you know, that sort of thing, that all mm-hmm. of these companies are really learning how important it is to have the DEI um, uh, services. And, and here's the thing. I am shocked that we didn't deal with this a decade ago or two decades ago. But here we are now asking what what does diversity do or how does it um um, what does it show about a campus? And that has been a real challenge for me to look at that and say, oh, I get it, because I don't get it. I don't know how we've gotten here. Look at some of the HBCUs, the historic black uh, <laughs> colleges and universities, right? You have also white students that are going to these universities. I remember there yeah. was um, a, a large group of Africans who came to the state of Minnesota and um, settled in a certain area, a certain suburb. And They were able to get into a lot of these HBCUs because they are Africans, first of all, right? And and they they would uh, apply and get into these schools. And some people thought that was wrong to do. I don't have a problem with um, people. uh, If you can get into the uh, the university, then get into it. And I started reading about Howard University, where our um, um, excuse me, uh, where Kamala Harris are. Vice President, you know, she went mm-hmm. there and, and they're getting much more money now. And of course, I read an article that said the white students need to be on these black campuses because they are the ones that are bringing in the money where they're paying full tuition. And I got to tell you, that kind of burned me a little bit. What do you think of that statement? Well, um, that often happens. Um, I, I don't know specifically uh, about Howard, but um a um, a university often will get a full tuition uh, payment from an international student. Chinese and Indian students Absolutely. often are paying a lot to go to mm-hmm. Harvard, Yale, or Princeton, and they'll pay a full price so that maybe someone who can't uh, pay is going for free. And that, that uh, happens uh, all over the place. Um, so... Uh, getting full tuition payers um, balances out the ability to um, hold spots open for those who cannot, do not pay, um, and also lessens the amount of loans that some students uh, have to, to bear as well. So I'm not saying that's good or bad. I just know that it happens, and that's part of the funding model for most universities. I can only imagine. And so now we're using the word belonging. I'd love to hear from you what belonging means to you, especially on the camp- the campus where you work. Yeah. Um, so the DEI, as you mentioned, is has been very popular um, mm-hmm. in the last, I'd say, decade, right? Um, and the DEIB, the new letter, um, is um, what do we do once we get those students on campus? Because let's say we have uh of our students are somehow diverse. They have some marker that makes them diverse, which um, you you can kind of determine which ones those are. Is that a a cultural or ethnic marker, race, or um, is it disability, whatever it is? Okay, but what happens then if um, 60% of those students, the ones that you're so proud of to have, don't finish? Are we really serving those students? Now they have loans. Now they have, um, they've spent several years at the university, but they don't have a degree and they've got loans to pay back. Did we really serve those students? Um, and so that persistence, um, the completion to graduation is also very important. So not just, hey, we're going to get these students 
and that's going to make us look good because we and we like diversity. We want all these uh, differences. But if we're teaching in the same way that excludes um, uh, an amount of students all the time, um, or if we are uh, creating an institution that excludes, um, whether it's socially or not providing spaces, a multicultural center, a disability center, uh, a disability cultural center, neurodiversity, um, any number of the ways that other students can find people like them so that they are more likely to persist and finish their degree, um, then that's what that belonging is. Um, students need to feel like they can complete their studies, that they belong there, and that they have the support um, and the tools to do it. Not right. just, okay, y'all get, you get in, but we've got these weed out courses that are going to tell you if you can really hack it. And if you don't make it, then uh, sorry. And uh, that's a lot with designing better classes that reach all of our students, designing culturally um, uh, inclusive classes. Mm -hmm. um, and we're starting to do that. It's, it's kind of relatively new on the horizon using universal design for learning where we try to um, recognize and value the variability of learners and all the different ways they are diff it, you know, different. That's wonderful. Um, then we're better able to serve our students. So it doesn't really help a campus to bring in a lot of students that fail. Um, in fact, I think that really hurts the campus and it hurts those students especially. I sure appreciate you joining us tonight. I really wanted to talk to you about universal design for learning a little more, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but hopefully I can have you back on mm -hmm. again, Professor. I'm so excited that you joined us tonight. Lil Lillian Nave, Senior Lecturer mm -hmm. and Vital uh, Faculty. I've looked up Vital, which is mm -hmm. Visiting Instructors, Temporary Adjunct and Lecturers. <laughs> so I was excited yeah. to have that. And I'm just really uh, happy that we had a chance to talk about it. Say that again? Well, that, that means all of those non-tenure track uh, faculty. That's who I am and that's who I work with. Those that don't have that job security of tenure, uh, which actually is now most of uh, faculty in the United States. There are fewer tenure track lines and we have more of these adjuncts and uh, tenuous workers. So uh, it makes for a precarious uh, position sometimes. Yeah, but my daughter my has her PhD and she, uh, she really wanted a, a tenure track and then with COVID and so much more, it just Oh, boy. It disappeared. It's, it just disappeared. It's near but, impossible. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I wish you mm -hmm. well with all that you are working on at uh, Appalachia. Did you say? You Appalachian it? State. Yep. At Appalachian State. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Take care. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 